Hey folks, you're listening to an episode of Cultural Lenses, a show about life from the perspective of an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East and is now living in Canada. Cultural Lenses is hosted by Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply as LR. LR is part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network fulfilling all of your gaming needs. CMQ has two shows, Casual Master Quest, a show about video games and everything else not related, and Casual Quest Masters, a Dungeons & Dragons show where LR has an affinity for Goliaths and Pseudo-Dragons. You can learn more about CMQ on Twitter at CMQ Network. LR is also a part of BARS, Becoming an Anti-Racist Society, a place where you can safely educate yourself about matters related to race and how we can better ourselves. Bars is hosted every Friday on twitch.tv slash she snaps at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The theme song of Cultural Lenses was made by good friends of LR, Revelries. You can find them on Spotify and also on Twitter at Revelries Music. And finally, to keep up with LR and all of what he does, make sure you follow him on Twitter at LRThe11th, on Instagram at lr 11 and on Twitch, where he occasionally streams at twitch.tv slash LR11. Enjoy the show. another episode of cultural lenses this is episode eight uh i am your host nikhil chodimela otherwise known as lr11 on the interwebs if that's how you're listening to and uh or that's how anyways you know what i mean um so i it has been hot very hot and so i'm recording this on the day of release which i do sometimes and i'll usually do it in the morning but i've not been sleeping very well and i've i've been like waking up every hour uh, every hour, every other hour in the night because of how warm it's been getting in my room, even with two fans pointed at me, the window open, and uh, it's it's just been hot for me. I'm a, in case you did not know, I'm an Indian man, um, which means that I have a lot of body hair. And so it's harder for me to cool down, even with me going out on my nightly drives to try and cool down. When I come back, it's just super warm. Um, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about, um, child grooming because of some things that have happened in, uh, the communities I am part of online. And so that's just a general warning for those of you listening in terms of content. If it might get too difficult or uncomfortable for you to listen, I understand, but we will be talking about child grooming, maybe going to some sexual abuse stuff, but, uh, that's uh that's gonna be today's episode but before we get into that 
Um, I just wanted to say uh, that Apex Legends, it is a first person battle royale um, developed by Respawn Entertainment and published by EA. Um, they recently launched a new season um, and they, along with this new season, they launched a new character. Uh, her name is Rampart. And I'm very excited because um, Rampart is actually is well, not actually, but Rampart's Indian and she's voiced by a voice actor who is American Indian or Indian American. I, I, I keep forgetting which way is the preferred, like which order American Indian, Indian American, because they have two different distinct meanings. You know what I mean? Anyway, she's she's of Indian origin. Anjali Bhimani. Um, she's a voice actor for Rampart and Apex Legends, and she also voices Metra in Overwatch. And I haven't dug too deep into some of the other stuff that she's done, but from the few interviews and videos I've seen of her doing like Overwatch stuff, uh, she seems really cool, really fun, and it's just good to see Apex, because Apex and Overwatch, I feel like, have been good about them uh, in, in terms of making sure that the voice roles are going to the appropriate people, the right people, so that it doesn't come off as appropriation or other people try to make fun because, you know, if, if, if you want, I don't know, if you want a fucking Irish accent, who better than to hire an Irish person, right? But Hollywood won't always do that. And it's good to see that that kind of like hasn't carried over to all games, even though some games still do it. And they've probably done it early on, maybe because of budgeting issues. Or maybe they just wanted big names attached to their game. But so what I'm saying is it's very nice to see accurate, to some extent, accurate representation uh, in terms of using um, people from those regions or have ties to those regions because then it brings authenticity and, and you know, uh, 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 some some sort of genuine tone to the characters that they're trying to voice. Even in Destiny 2, a game that I've sold my life to, apparently, sold my soul to, um, Osiris, one of the uh, characters in the game, an NPC, a non-player character that is, so he's just a character that appears in the game and helps you through missions and guides you through things and gives you stuff to do. Um, I believe osiris in the game i could be wrong because they never really like specify anyways but um osiris given the theme of the time that he's introduced and in, you could argue and assume that he's egyptian um but they used a, an iranian uh iranian american uh voice actor for his role excuse me <clears throat> something in my throat ah Okay, that's gone. Um, no, there's a little, bit, a little bit of rasp there. I don't know what it is. I've been getting these random things in my throat every now and then. Um, but yeah, so like I've, I've spoken about it before, I think specifically with the Apu episode. Um, Representation is important in all media, especially with media where uh, where it's, it's real people working with a voice to voice somebody visual in like a video game or an animation or whatever because... Because because you don't see the person, right? You don't see the person, so you don't know, don't actually know if the person they're using is somebody of that origin or whatever. And so knowing that the fact that they use somebody who is actually has ties to the place that that character is from um, means that 
they care that much about making sure that people are represented across the board. Um, I love Respawn Entertainment. Um, they, they've, they've done fantastic work and they put so much care and effort into the things that they do, I think at least, uh, putting aside gameplay. But um, beyond that, um, there's one other thing I wanted to mention before we go on about uh, child grooming here. Um, the E3 fuck up. So did you know that if you're a female gamer, um, um, if you're a female gamer, you E3... E3 put up a, a article that has now since been deleted on a list of games that women, females, female, ga- I hate using the word term females, unless I'm referring to a group. If women gamer, if, if you're, if, if you, if, if you're a woman and you like video games, look no more for, because Candy Crush is available and Bejeweled is available and Kim Kardashian, whatever the fuck mobile game is available. And so basically the article outlined, a, I think, 25 or 20 games. I looked at it. I can't remember all of the games, uh, but it outlined video games that uh, are good for women, you know, and uh, free for women and accessible for women. But they were all just very like stereotype games, you know, um, and games that they included required very little processing power to say the least and yeah i i i'm truly at a at a loss for words at how and how e3 the the I, w- I wouldn't say not at this point anymore but they used to be the mecca of like um of like video game conferences, you know, trade shows, showing, showcasing what's new, what's coming, what's hot. And so you'd think a, a institution with such prestige and such history would better understand the, the impact that video games have on people and also the, the, the stigma and the harassment and the difficulties that women go through in gaming. Uh, you, you would think that, that E3 of all people would at least have some awareness but apparently not. Um, but fear not, women. If you like video games, Bejeweled 2 is a great game for you. Candy Crush, also another good choice. And Kim Kardashian, whatever the fuck. Yeah, um, so I want to talk about child grooming um, because this show was always meant to educate people, but also to educate myself. And so I'm going to be approaching child grooming um, also, I have notes, which is nice because now I'm a little bit more coherent, I think. And I think you can hear that, too. I think th- that was more apparent in last week's episode as well, which a lot of you have have listened to and liked and haven't said anything bad about it. So you might see monthly um, um, thoughts episode f- episodes from me. Um, and this is kind of like it. Like, uh, I apologize for the video game stuff at the start. I, I I lost my video game uh, talk show, so I had to get it out a little bit, and I think they were relevant. Um, I wasn't rambling on about the actual gameplay or reviews or anything. Oh, I got a sneeze coming! Oh no! Oh, oh! You know, you know that thing where you're trying to where, where you get a sneeze and then it just builds up on the one nostril and it builds up and builds up and builds up and then like you squint and it's about to happen and then it goes away. Ugh. Um. So the the aim of today's episode in terms of the big topic is purely as a form of educating myself and also helping you understand 
um, or helping helping educate you on what exactly child grooming is and what you could do to uh, things that you could do, actionable items. So I'm I'm reading a lot of this off um, a website. This one is specifically for Canada. It's called cybertip.ca and uh, they're uh, Canada's national tip line for reporting the online sexual exploitation of children. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics on why this topic is coming up or, or, or why uh, I'm talking about it because this is not my story to tell. Those of you who listen to me and who are part of the same community, you know very well what I'm talking about and I'm not going to send anybody else on any sort of witch hunt um, purely because the situation um, was not handled in the best way possible because there was a lot of complications, not just between the people involved in said grooming, but the people that were tied to some of the people involved in said grooming. And it's just been a mess, but it is not my story to tell. It is not my story to tell or to sit here and pass judgment, so to speak. Um, for all I know, I don't know the entire thing. Um, and I'm not that me saying that is purely as a more general statement. Um, but I, I want to like this got me really interested in child grooming because I don't think I ever specifically knew what the like full on like definitions were or anything or like things surrounding it because I've been very blessed. I've been very blessed and not really had too much of a uh, troubled youth. So I'm not going to go into specifics about the situation that brought this up, um, but we're going to start with uh, what is grooming. And I'm reading, reading this verbatim from the uh, website here. Grooming is a method used by offenders that involves building trust with a child and the adults around them in an effort to gain access to and control the child. Offenders groom children to manipulate them into becoming a cooperative participant, reducing the likelihood of the child telling and increasing the likelihood the child would repeatedly return to the offender. Offenders groom adults around the child to make it easier to gain access to the child. Grooming is really the start of the sexual abuse exploitation process and is a damaging part of the sexual abuse experience. So basically, uh, it's, 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 it's an adult um, making a relationship with somebody who's a minor, who's underage, who's a child, a child, um, making them feel comfortable, giving the attention that their parents might not necessarily be giving them, giving them freedoms and liberties and opportunities that their parents might not be drinking, the, uh, like drinking, giving them. Um, because I was thinking like opportunities like a 14 year old who's, who's been having a rough go at it and they're offered, you know, by their 19 year old, 20 year old friend, uh, you know, hey, you've had a hard day. Why don't you try this beer? But my parents don't let me have beer. I'm too young. Well, you know, fuck your parents, that, that kind of shit, you know? Um, grooming tactics. Offenders use a multitude of tactics to ma manipulate children into complying with their request. Uh, through operating cybertip.ca, several common techniques have emerged. Offender falsely identifying themselves online as one of the child's peers. Example, child from another school, friend's sport team, or known to the child in some way. Flattery, compliments, support. Promise of a better life. Promise of a loving relationship. Promise of gifts, money, cell phones, tablets, drugs, alcohol. Using parents against the child. Example, your parents are too strict, your parents don't understand you. 
threats, coercion, exchange of sexual pictures to make the victim more comfortable in sending sexual pictures slash videos in return. Does this just happen online? Absolutely not. Grooming is used by offenders to gain access to and sexually abuse children wherever children are. Sport, school, daycare, youth group, etc. So, yeah, this, um, it's, it's hard, especially because with everything that's going on, I just want to say, if you're waiting for somebody to be legal <laughs> to have sexual relationships with them, but you're in the meantime using your, using your status or your age or whatever more fiscal, like, you know, monetary freedom that you have with you to, to, to lure them in or win their trust, that's fucking grooming. You're grooming. <laughs> like, it's not difficult to understand. Um, in the past year, more than ever, it's been brought to light that sport represents a, as a high-risk area for attracting individuals who are looking to gain access to and exploit children. A 2019 joint investigation by CBC News and Sports revealed at least 222 coaches who were involved in amateur sports in Canada have been convicted of sexual offenses in the past 20 years involving more than 600 victims under the age of 18. 43% of the involved victims are between 14 and 17 years old. That seems to be the prime age because people, monsters, are willing to put in those three to four years worth of work to make sure that they're getting something, you know, somebody who's easily manipulated in return. 39% involved victims are 13 years old or under, with the youngest being 8 years old. Um, these are all uh, analytics from uh, cybertip.ca uh, cyber and what they found um, from, their, from their analysis in the last two years. 22% uh, of incidents occurred on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. 34% of incidents occurred on Instagram, Snapchat, or Kick Messenger. And 9% of incidents occurred on an online gaming platform. It's, it's rough, especially because if you are in a situation where you notice somebody being groomed, um, it's hard because they've been, they've been set up and they've been manipulated and they've been trained for when people call them out on it. Because who are you? You're, you know, you, sure, you might be their friend, you might be their best friend, but this other person, you know, showing them the time of their life, doing all these great things for them, buying them all these gifts, giving them attention, making them feel like an adult at the age of 16, 17, whatever it is, has, 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 they've, they've seeded themselves in that person's mind. And so when, when somebody else comes to them, when like, hey, listen, you're, you're being groomed or like, you need to see what's going on. You need to understand what's going on. They're not going to see it. It's going to take them time. They have to see it on their own. Um, or at least this is from, I'm not going to say personal experience, but from stories I've heard from other people. Um, it is difficult to tell somebody that they're, that they're in some sort of abusive relationship because um, uh, like the, the, the classic 
symptom, not symptom, but the classic behavior tactic in an abusive relationship is, you know, when they're bad to you, they're really fucking bad to you. But when they're good to you, they're really good to you. And that kind of gives the abuse C. I, I, I hope that's the right way to say it. I hope that's the right thing to say. Um, the person trapped in that in that abusive cycle, it, it makes them think that uh, there's hope. That they're going to change. That they're the ones that made the mistakes, so they should stop making the mistakes that triggers their abusers' responses or anger. All they have to do is stop. That's the kind of cycle that I think that they get stuck in. And so when when things are going good and they know it can't be good and somebody else is coming and telling them, like, listen, you got to get the fuck out of here. It's, it's hard for them to, to let go of that because the abuser also makes it seem to the abusee that they're nothing without them. That they will not succeed in this world without them. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my... <coughs> There really is something in there. I don't know what it is. Um, there, there. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm no expert in this. But clearly, I'm by far no new expert in this. So don't like. I. I'm just as lost as you when it comes to like. How to help and what you can do because I think the most you can do is. In in just about any hard situation is having a proper heart-to-heart -heart discussion, but in a way that you, you're, you're making it clear that you're not attacking them, you're not judging them, you, uh, all you're offering is 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 support and, and a place of love, a place of safety. Um, but I did want to list out some action items. Um, let's see if I can find this here. Um, action items for what you can do if you... Um, if you're aware of somebody grooming. Um, and again, this is verbatim. What can you do? It's a normal reaction to avoid something that makes you feel uncomfortable, but keep in mind, there is a child that needs your protection. And this, uh, these action items are specifically listed for Canada. Um, if you see, hear, if you see, read, hear anything sexual from an adult towards a child online or in real life, report it to cybertip.ca. Empower yourself with knowledge. Learn more about the prevalence of child sexual abuse, how it happens, and how to reduce risk to your child by visiting protectchildren.ca. Stay up to date on emerging trends and risks online. Visit protectkidsonline.ca, a one-stop website where parents of kids, tweens and teens... The fuck is a tween? Is it like a... I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to be like malicious, like what's a tween? I'll have to Google this. Tweens and teens can get cyber safety advice and sign up for cybertip.ca alerts. Now, this is for Canada. Now, listen, it's very important that you listen to me because there's a, there's a very important step before this. You have to open up a search engine. I don't care what it is, Google, Yahoo, Bing, anything. Just open up a search engine and type in child grooming, how to help and then followed by where you live, USA, UK. In the UK, there's an organization called the NSPCC, um, and that also has information and resources on the website and how to report. In the US, um, there is also an organization that can help um, and other people that are doing the work and support and stuff, because this, this Canadian website, I was surprised. Um, they have uh, links for survivor support 
for child sexual abuse survivors, for mothers, for male survivors, for men, for women, like everybody around the situation, because I can only imagine your thoughts as a parent, you know, you know, good or bad. I'd like to think that a lot of parents just try their best. I'd like to think. And while you're trying your best, uh, this, this horrible, horrible thing has been happening to your, your own child out of your control. I, I, I can foresee a situation where a parent doesn't forgive themselves. You know, um, how could they let that happen? It's probably some of the thoughts going through their head. And it is good to see that uh, this website is directing people to some resources for that. Um, now I, uh, I feel like, I feel like I've covered like most of the basics of, of what child grooming is and what you have to look out for, because it's, it's sad. It, it really is. It's, it's sad. And please be, be mindful, be aware of what's happening because again, this doesn't happen uh, this happens a lot online, but it also doesn't happen only online. Um, I think we, as as human beings, have a general obligation to look out for other people's safety. You know, when you're out and about, just keeping and being aware of things going on around you. Standing up for those who can't, for whatever reason, using your privilege to be able to protect and defend others. And this is just one of those things because children are innocent for all intents and purposes. They, 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 they pick up the evil and love and the hatred and the behaviors and the thoughts from the people around them because children are smarter than we give them credit for. They observe and they're there and watching and they just pick up all of our behaviors, all of our habits, our thoughts, our natures it's it's none of it it's it's all it's all through nurture what they see is what they will become i think and and we we owe it to them because i mean then it's kind of like what else what's the point of us doing anything then if we're not leaving something for the generation that's to come and when i read all of this i think of my sister and i'm like i you know can't because she's so small she's so silly um hmm. but i did want to briefly talk about age differences because this also will play into that because some people be like oh it's only like only like a three-year age difference it's not a big deal it's like but you're you're taking advantage of somebody who hasn't even experienced life they haven't probably even sexually matured and all you're doing is waiting for them to become of legal age because if there was no law that wouldn't have stopped you if there was no law you wouldn't care about the age and that's fucked up you cannot go after somebody who Putting, putting, putting aside the sexual aspect of it, just for a brief second, because it's very important and I'm not trying to dismiss it, but putting aside the sexual aspect for a brief second, 
you're going after people who uh, after children who who don't who are not the, you know themselves yet you know these are their formative years they're forming their identity they're figuring out who they are what they want to do their values their morals and you're going after them i and i and i don't understand it i don't understand what the sexual attraction like i like you know there it has to it it's i don't understand it because i've i've you know i'm i'm 25 like i try to stay away from from you know uh, uh not stay away and so harsh way to put it but like if i'm if i'm you know if i'm on a dating app or whatever i'm uh, my my age limit is 22 you know the lower bound because uh, it's a generalization here, but like, you know, 22 the, maturity wise, or maybe thoughts wise, you know, maybe what they want out of life, they're not on the same level as me. You know, I'm a little bit more settled. I'm looking for something different. And so like, it's those kinds of things where that I take into account when I'm looking for some, somebody on a dating app. But then you're like, let's you're like 23 going after somebody who's 17. They haven't fucking finished high school. They don't even know what they want to do with, you know, kind of the rest of their life for the next few years, for the most part. And like, what's the, what's the play? Like, I, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my mind around it. And so I want, I bought this whole thing up because age differences, like, especially in media with celebrities, you see relationships with huge age gaps. And so I feel like that would be the other people's argument. Well, what about fucking uh, this person who's 52 marrying somebody who's 28? Well, I'm like, well, that, that they're, they're adults. It's a little bit different there because it's, it's not a little bit. It's very different there. Putting aside from the fact that they're not exploiting a child. Um, you're free, you're free. You're literally free to do what what you want as long you know. I I I don't know how to articulate it in a way where it makes sense. But once you reach a certain age, um, you know, or once you pass a certain threshold, I guess, um, you, you, when you when you officially become an adult, when you're you're on your own, you're thinking, you're independent, um, not necessarily like financially, but you're independent. And you're you're doing your own thing. That's when you're free to make your own choices. Once you're starting to put the pieces of who you are together and what you want to do and what you want out of life. Then a lot of the things, a lot of the restrictions, and I'm, I literally have my hands up and I'm doing fucking air quotes. Once you have a lot of those restrictions removed, then you're kind of like free to do whatever you want. Right? Because between my parents, it's a seven year age gap, which is not that bad. You know, um, the current, I think it's the current prime minister of France or president of France is 30 something and his wife is 53 or 54. You know, it's odd for sure because it's not conventional, but like what, 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 what does it matter to you? Right. And then there's a whole bunch of stigma around women, younger women dating older men and older, younger men dating older women. And it's, it's just, it's just all a whole mess. People can't leave other people alone. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's child grooming. It's a horrible, bad thing. And we owe it to each other and other people to look out for each other. Educate yourself, please. Google Yahoo, Bing, anything. Just fucking find, find the closest search engine and just put it in there. What is child grooming? Learn about it. Educate yourself. I hope I gave you planted some sort of seed as a starter for, for you to go out and find this information on your own. 
because I did it and it took me 20, 30 minutes of reading to like educate myself clearly on what exactly child grooming is, despite not knowing what it truly was before. Like I had a very good idea, but I wasn't clear on the specifics and like the extent of it, because some of these numbers and statistics are shocking, very shocking. Um, I also want to say this, and this is very important. It happens to everyone, regardless of gender it happens to everybody and there should not be any double standard it should not be celebrated if it happens to a guy if if you know if a teacher is hitting a female teacher is hitting on a male student and they end up having sex he should not be celebrated he is being taken advantage of part of him has been robbed away from him because he was manipulated into it. That man's, that child is not a hero. He's, it's not that he shouldn't complain. He, she had no right. She exploited him. It happens to everybody. It happens. It just happens to everybody and it shouldn't happen to anybody. That's the, that's the bottom line. Cause I feel like I, yeah, just fucking don't let this happen. If you see something, say something. Um, thank you very much for listening. This was episode eight. A little bit heavy, I know, but um, I think it's important, especially given everything that happened. I, this happened last week in the communities that I was part of, and I'm like, I want to say something, but I also am not fully educated on it. And I still am not. Like, I'm still going to be doing my own readings on my own. This is because of the shorter format of these episodes. I wanted to give, like, a fucking, like, a kickstart, jumpstart, you know? Just give you, like, plant that seed in, 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 in your head and just kind of give you an idea of what's going on. And, like, this is, you should, you should learn. You should do it. Learning's not that difficult. Learning can be fun and sad at the same time. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much for listening. Um, stay safe. I'll see you guys next week. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and bye bye. I'll miss you.